Hey everybody, it's Dweez Nuts, your host here. Look, before we get the show started today, I just wanted to let you all know that we're ramping up uh, to launch our three in the pink, two in the stink game for our second year in a row here. This is a game that's open to all comers, so if you're listening, pay attention. I'm going to run down the rules. We'll post these on Twitter. We'll put these up on the website as well. Um, all you have to do to play is send in your player selections. doesn't cost you anything. We are going to be doing a giveaway at the end of this to the winner of the whole damn thing. So we need five guys from you here, three guys that you like, two guys that you don't like. Now, to clarify, we are only selecting running backs and wide receivers in this game. So keep your hot quarterback and tight end takes to yourself. Four, three in the pink, two in the stick. This is a draft day value game. So we're looking at ADPs and thinking about who is going to finish higher or lower than where they're going in drafts right now. So your roster needs to consist of one balls deep player. That's a guy going in the top 20 at his position, ADP, that you think is going to finish higher than that. So if you pick somebody going at 15 and they finish at 5, you're getting points there. You next need a half-shaft player. That's somebody going between 21 and 40 at his position, ADP, that you like to finish higher. And finally, adjust the tip player. That's a guy going 41 to 60 ADP range at his position that you like to finish better than that. We're also picking two guys that we don't like, guys that we think are going to finish worse than where they're being drafted right now. So we need an ugly stick player. That's somebody going in the top 12 ADP at his position. So if you take somebody going 6 and they finish 25, you're scoring points. We also need somebody uh, for your 10-foot pole spot. That's a player going between 13 and 24 ADP range at his position. Again, somebody you don't think is going to finish well. So if you want to participate in this game, look for the rules on the website. Look for the rules on Twitter. We will talk about it more in the show in the next couple of weeks, uh, but just send us those five guys. Send us the ADP that you got them going at. We're using Fantasy Calculator's half PPR ADP for this, uh, and you're in. That's it. Each week, we'll kind of run down how everybody's doing at the end of the season. Like I said, we have a nice giveaway for the winner, so get those names into us. Without further ado, let's get you to the show. Chug that. Titty Mill. Welcome back to your football fantasy. Grab a drink, roll back your foreskin, and let Dweez Nuts, Big Wiz, and the Bullfrog stroke your fantasy loins. What up, bitch titties? Welcome back to the fucking show. We are on our last rankings episode here. I feel like we've been doing it forever. Finally, get to the meat of the rankings, the thing everybody wants to talk about. It's certainly the big Wiz's favorite topic. It's the tight ends. Welcome, Wiz, Bullfrog, back to the studio. How are you guys feeling? Well, I like myself a tight end. Yeah. I must have missed something. I thought we were ranking defenses and kickers. Tight end. <laughs> we oh, could we could we could switch <laughs> lanes real quick if you want. I mean, we can start ranking some. You like some tight kickers. ends? Oh, I like easy ends. <laughs> yeah, but with your small stick, every end's Ooh. a little tight, isn't it? 
Wouldn't that be the opposite? I think it would. What are you talking about? <laughs> Loose, weak. Never mind. Yeah, with I your, don't get your with joke. Your big stick. Every end is tight. Yeah, that's maybe. right. That's where I was. And maybe, yeah, maybe the little stick. But you weren't talking feeling, to me. You're talking though. to. He just has more feelings because it's you know the big ones. Maybe you just don't have much feeling. What? You feel every 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 centimeter. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you can. Okay. Okay. Very strange conversation. Wiz, uh, real quick, tell the people what you're drinking. I am drinking a white Russian. Yeah, it's a special <coughs> white Russian. Kahlua, some vodka, and some breast milk. Yes. With so your, my wife's with your breast wife's milk. Breast, you got a whole baggie over there. A whole bag of white breast sip milk. on that milk when the drink's gone? Or? No, I will you not. you think you could do it off someone else's breast milk? Or would that be a little bit No, I think gross? I could. Yeah? Yeah, I think I could. It like, all comes down to the diet. They eat the right stuff. It's sweet and delicious. How's that breast milk? Well, this is when she, I'm not stealing from my child, okay? Oh, right. So this is when she was at a bachelorette party and got ooh, drunk. Ooh, so yeah. this is the bad stuff. I so little, little baby. Yeah, so I don't think this is that good. So when you talk about like it being sweet, no. I'm not sure it's sweet enough Does it for taste me. a little bit like booze? A little wine in there? Yeah, it tastes a little not a little so good. Stale. Whiny. So we're not only, we're not only doing our tight ends today. We've got some listener questions that we're going to have <laughs> to hit a little later. Uh, and we are going to be doing a mock draft uh we're gonna like we did in previous seasons of this show we're gonna hit a couple of different strategies in the draft okay so we're gonna have a running back heavy strategy a wide receiver heavy strategy a best available strategy which is what we love and we're bringing in a fourth person a special fourth guest star today just to do the douchebag thing and take a patrick mahomes and travis kelsey Real early, just to see what that team looks like. We're doing it for you guys. That's the good doctor. Doc, welcome to the show. It's good to have you back. Thanks. That team's going to be trash. I look forward to it. It might be really good. A lot of people really like that strategy with the guys available right now. What a stack, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes. We'll see how that team ends up. But before we get to any of that, we always start at the beginning. This week in football. A few pieces of news today, just today. That is Friday. I know the show comes out on Sunday, but uh, Friday we heard that Josh Gordon is being reinstated in the NFL. Again, is the second time he's had to be reinstated into the NFL? Whatever. It's like the third time, isn't it? My quick question to you is this. He's going right now, and obviously this is going to move as this news comes out and becomes more uh, widely spread. He's going in the 12th round. Where... Would you feel comfortable throwing a dart at a guy who's probably still more physically talented than most DBs he'll be facing? How old is he at now? 30? 27. Just he has played in, played in 36 games in the last six seasons. Okay? I think last last year he played in 11 games 28. and three touchdowns. I, I mean, as your receiver, four, five? Yeah. 12th round, very easy. If you get him in the 12th, do it. Yeah, you're not going to get him in Well, Frog, you mentioned it a minute ago. This is the best ball, the absolute best ball guy. You haven't gotten him in any of yours yet. Yeah, I saw a bunch of guys blowing up on Twitter, oh, jerking off because they had taken shares in Gordon, you know, over these best balls they've done the last month or so. And I wouldn't I be surprised. Not one that had any shares of Josh Gordon, unfortunately. Are you telling our listeners you guys are drafting if I'm talking, I'm going to say this. In best ball, I would not be surprised to see Josh Gordon going as a wide receiver two on the, some of these best ball drafts. Uh, I guess that's how best ball goes. 
Yeah, I wouldn't draft Josh Gordon anywhere because he's come back how many times, and every time he comes back, he fails a fucking drug test. So, whatever. He's really talented, and there will be a time in your draft where you're staring at him, your roster's set, your flex is set, you've got backups, and it's like, you know, maybe. I think his name gets him drafted before I will want to take it. I think like a 7, 8, 9, somebody's going to jump on him, I think. Yeah. But that's just because of the name. We know the think. Patriots are hurting for receiving options. And, and, and they are. I just don't think he's that. The highest Brady, is six touchdowns, maybe. Brady's got most. a lot of good things to say about this kid. Brady, we he went fell pretty dramatically like that last year, or last year in general. I told you guys he was going to bust. He kind of did. He didn't end up that good. You hear Brady talking shit about uh, Nikhil Harry? No. Study your playbook. Oh yeah. Yelling at him on, what was it, out of Twitter or something. Telling him to study his fucking playbook. I did see on Twitter just this evening that somebody posted, you know, the three weeks with Gordon without Gronk. He was like 113 in a touchdown, 150 in a touchdown, and 80 in a touchdown. They're saying so they, 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 the they three games the same that role. Gordon played when Gronk missed Great. were all startable wide receiver. Well, those one, the only well that's because he's a, he's a bigger body that he gives the ball up to. And yeah. Gronk, Gronk did that. So that's something to think about as well. All right, I got a couple of wide receivers here for you guys who have hurt themselves. Neither one is said to be very serious, but both are likely to miss the remaining preseason games, and both are being drafted relatively high right now. That's Keenan Allen. Uh, He has a knee issue, some soreness on the top of one of his knees, and Amari Cooper, who's got a a foot thing, something in his plantar fascia is bothering him. Like I said, both these guys likely to miss the rest of preseason, but probably not going to miss any time. Right now they're going wide receiver 9 and 13 at the tail end of the second for Allen and tail end of the third for Amari Cooper. I've never been an Allen guy. Wasn't going to draft them before. Probably, obviously won't draft them now. Fine. I, agree. I don't like Keenan Allen that much compared to Mike Williams. And Amari Cooper, just he's, he's Amari Cooper. So let's say... Let's say Keenan Allen doesn't play the rest of this preseason, and he goes from being drafted at the 211 right now. Let's say he drops around to the 310 because people think he's injured again and he's injury prone. Is, is this a spot where you start to think about him as maybe a second wide receiver or a first after but, taking two steps? But even his best years, he did what? It was it eight touchdowns? Six. Six touchdowns? Seven. Yeah, maybe. So, I mean, I think you're right. It might have been six. Mike Williams, on the other hand, I think, if anything, this raises his stock. Yeah, he's the guy. How about uh, that Cooper? Any love for Cooper? No. Cooper, Cooper is a great best ball guy. Good. Let's talk about Andrew Luck. We've mentioned Andrew Luck and his his uh, injury issues already. I think somebody in this room said he's fine. Don't worry about it. He's going to play. No big deal. Turns out it was a lot worse than they thought it was. Oh. Right? Stigonium. He's got this ostrigonium thing. Doc, tell us all about it. That's... You know anything about this? I actually have not heard about this before. So, Ostrigonium is. I'll tell you then. Yeah. It's a (laughs) tiny bone in your ankle that didn't fuse properly when you were growing up and your bones were fusing together. And it kind of just jingles around and it can do some damage to the soft tissue down there in the ankle. Apparently, his is loose. Okay? Now, immediately they said, you know what, we don't need surgery. Of course, if you read anything about this trigonium issue, like surgery is a is a relative likelihood um, to get that little piece of shit out of there that's fucking with you. The team said over the past couple of days, after preseason game three, then they'll know if he's going to be ready to start the season. So he's going as the quarterback five right now. His draft stock hasn't really changed much, even with some of these issues. Where are you standing on him now? Well, I've told you, I've bought into Indianapolis pretty hard on this. Um, 
Does this bother you? Does this change any of your... It starts to, I think. I mean, I, I, I can't imagine he won't play because I think they are a... They're going... They, they will plan to win Super Bowl this year out for them, right? They're going all in. So I think Luck will play. Um, however, I guess to your point is they might end up keeping him out maybe early in the season. Maybe he misses a game or two. Does this really change for fantasy reasons? At quarterback five, for my bet, this might make my bet a little more interesting where riders might be able to jump luck if luck does it out of game. If yeah. Yeah. Why don't they just slice him open and pull that fucker out of there? You got fucking three weeks till game time. Yeah, surgery isn't it always as simple as that. Do you remember the Alex Smith thing or the Darius guy thing? Like wow. a little bit of surgery. It's, it's right there. I know your Achilles. Achilles yeah. That can be dangerous. You don't want to fuck with these things. Yeah, look, to your, to, to your point, Wiz, you <laughs> when Andrew Luck plays, he's a, he's a fucking stud. So sh- worst case scenario, let's say he misses two games, fine. You got him for the other, what, 10 games of your fantasy season, 11 games of your fantasy season. Uh, probably fine to take. The only issue this has to me is if I'm drafting Luck, hopefully maybe he drops a little bit. After this, but you gotta have somebody else on your roster, so you're drafting somebody in the latter rounds anyway, just as an insurance policy. Somebody that you're comfortable starting right out of the gates. Maybe you look at the first four weeks of uh, opponents for some of these later round quarterbacks to pick somebody that you can roll out. What about T.Y. Hilton? I put him in here because he's going as a wide receiver 12 right at that uh, end of wide receiver one grouping. Does it change anything for you here for him? Because look, when Luck's out, Hilton sucks. Not only that, but yeah, Jacoby Brissett does not is not Andrew Luck. He can't throw the same ball. Absolutely, this hurts. Hilton only gets what six to seven touchdowns a year, anyways. Yeah. He does get a ton of yards, but yeah, I agree with you. Without Luck, Hilton's stock, def- yeah, it drops big time. Anybody like Hilton as a wide receiver yes. one this year? Not as a one, it's hard. I would. I did something wrong if he's my wide receiver. Yeah, well, you know, like drafted Mahomes and Kelsey in the first two <laughs> we'll rounds, like he'll be goes. doing shortly. Yeah. The last guy here I want to talk about, uh, Kenyon Drake comes out in a walking boot. He's your butt buddy, Doctor. Um, he his draft stock has dropped significantly over the past week or two. Just a couple little injury things. This walking boot. I don't know that I've seen the actual diagnosis of what's wrong, but he's gonna he's gonna lose some time. And Kalen Balaj has come out and played pretty well. So right now. Kenyon Drake at the 609, running back 31, seems like a value to me if he's going to get on the field. Kalen Balaj now as a starting quarter, running back to start the season at the 906. Are you guys are you guys touching this Miami Dolphins backfield? I know you're not, Wiz, so you don't even have to talk. Fuck the Dolphins, right? Yeah, I had, in my projections, I had Kenyon Drake pretty fucking high. I think clearly the highest of us three. Uh, that's going to drop him down a little bit. Maybe I stay away. Yeah, at going point. at the 31. I think he's dropped just in the past week. He's dropped a round and a half. Same time, Kalen Blodge has come up three full rounds. Are we still he's talking gonna, to the he's Dolphins? Gonna, he's going to oh, keep this, climbing. Well, this is the thing. I see. I think they're totally they're, they're different running backs, and I think Kenyon Drake maintains value because of his ability to make a lot happen on very few touches. Where If he could play. If he could play. This if is he's a healthy. second preseason yeah. injury. He's sustained already. I'll wait for the diagnosis. Maybe Adam Gase knew something about this kid's fragility. The only thing Adam Gase knows. Never mind. Sniff salts. Before games. Do That's something. Still one of the great images of this offseason. All right, how about a stat of the week? Big Wiz and his stat of the week. We're talking about offenses, right? Offenses in terms of staying on the field and how long they can... Um, how many points against score and staying on the field that directly correlates. 
I want to know from you guys, what five teams, the top five teams, they all scored ahead of 45% or greater in terms of converting third downs, right? So they converted the, the highest rate of converting third downs. Give me the top five. From last year. I think the LA Rams are probably going to be right up there. LA Rams are not. Baltimore They're Ravens. Eight. Baltimore is close. They were number seven. Kansas so all, all of these were at 45% or higher. No one else was at above 45%. Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs was number three. New England Patriots. New England was number nine. Jesus. Uh, New Orleans. Seattle Seahawks. New Orleans is one at five. Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks, no. I'm going to say... Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta is number four. Let's say the Indianapolis Colts. There's number one at 47.68. We got them all or are we missing one? You're missing one. Pretty bad. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. 45.99. Anyone want to guess what the Arizona conversion rate was? No. Ooh. Number 32. 21.7. The only team that ranked in the 29th percentile or the 20th percentile was 29. Yikes. Yeah, they're bad. They were they were, they were horrific. Bad. They're going to be bad. Again. Well, that's the thing we mentioned the other week, right? They can run they can run the fastest offense in the world, but if they can't convert third downs, they won't have more plays. They won't stay in the field, they won't convert. And your team will suck. I still like them. And now for more dumb shit I heard this week. How is that breast milk ice? How is breast milk in general? It, well, you love it. Let's talk. Uh, uh, let's go to North Carolina for this week's dumb shit. There's a little town in North Carolina. Um, there was a uh, proposition company wants to come in and put a solar farm in the fields just outside of this town. Okay, so there was a. You you read about this a little bit? I think so. Yeah. So there's a town hall meeting so that the you know the the town whatever they can they can kind of get the feel of the town townspeople and what they think. There was a retired science teacher stood up in this meeting and said there's three reasons that she doesn't believe this solar farm should be put here. The first one was that nobody could tell her with any confidence that a solar farm won't give her cancer. Okay, She's a science teacher. It's fine. Keep listening. The second one was that she's convinced that if a solar farm comes to town, um, the uh, all the plants in town, their, their ability to photosynthesize will die off, and all the plants in town will die. Because it's going to steal all the sun. It's going to steal the And sun. lastly, it, it, simply that, it's she said just that true. outright. She said, um, all of the sun's light, heat, and energy will be taken up by this solar farm. There will be none for the rest of us. She this is a retired <laughs> science teacher in North Carolina. I'm embarrassed to say that I was yeah, once a, a public that, school so teacher in North Carolina. You claimed that how good a teacher you were in North Carolina. It, it, North, it didn't take much was in North Carolina. Competition? It doesn't take much in North Carolina. So anyway, the town, um, they decided against the solar farm because wow. she's a science teacher. She knows what she's talking Is, about. Was she one of people that you were training? What? She, he was trained by her. Oh, you were trained by her. Okay. Yeah, she was a So Yikes, man. I mean... Wow. Yeah. Dumb shit. That was pretty good dumb shit. Thank you. Uh, before we move on, we're going to do a little bit of mail time in just a second. We have some listener questions we're going to tackle for our loyal uh, audience. But first, the Doc has some dumb shit of his own he's going to attend to for us. We've decided that the Doc is no longer allowed to come on the show without some sort of punishment just for being who he is. So today... Um, it, it, it's simple. They're going to be a little less complex, a little less intricate than the previous punishments. Today we've just got a nice, 
hearty, juicy, fresh onion. The doc's just going to go at like an apple here for us. Have a couple of bites. Crispy, so you can hear it over the course of the show. So go ahead and take your first large fucking crunch <laughs> of this onion for us and let us know what you think. Big. Bon appetit. We can wash it down with Oh, that a boy. Ooh, look at that. Yeah, that's a hearty. He'd be halfway through that fucking onion in one. Oh, I want to smell that breath. Is <laughs> oh. that good? Oh, it's good. Oh, is it good? I think you bad. got a sweet onion. Yeah. You got the wrong kind of the onion. Right onion. Give him that. Give him that uh, white Russian to wash it down. <laughs> you want that? He looks like he could use a. It's gonna be a hard pass. Yeah. You just want to stew on that flavor for oh, a while. That's a big bite. It too, comes usually. on. It comes on later. He's <laughs> getting you. That beep on that. You got some tears going? Yeah. No. That's a good you. bite. Credit to you, that. man. You fucking. That's a big onion, and you <sighs> straight up bit it in half. <laughs> you got about a biggest mouth as big with his wife. <laughs> That's well, good, Doctor. Not, not quite that big. No, it's not <laughs> that big. All right, well, you, yeah, you are sitting next to me out here, so face toward the bullfrog, and we're going to go ahead and jump into our mail. Yep, come on. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Two pieces of mail, two listeners dropped us a line, one on Twitter, one at the email address. You know where we're at on Twitter, at Dewey's Nuts, uh, and at YFF, the Bullfrog. So our first question comes from D-Rock, loyal listener, has asked before, and we have answered before. We'll answer your questions, too. Uh, don't let D-Rock be the only one to garner this beautiful, beautiful knowledge. So he sent us his roster. Um, it's 20 men deep. We're not going to go through all of them. In, in essence, he said he's got to drop five of them to reduce his roster size to 15 before the season begins. It's a half-point PPR. Uh, who wants to kick us off and tell who the five are? Who, who are you thinking about? Who you're waffling between when picking these five? And who are your final five recommendations for D-Rock? I'll fire away first. Uh, I've got four guys locked in for me. That's LaShawn McCoy. Even though he may be the starting running back for the first few weeks, I'm cutting his ass. I'm cutting Diarrhea Crockett, mm-hmm. or whatever his name is. That's a rookie I am cutting Houston. Deshaun Hamilton. I am cutting Zay Jones. For me, those four, real quick and easy. For that number five spot, this is kind of more of just a feel. Which player you like better, Traquan Smith or Dexter Williams? Dexter Williams, if you're following the camps at all, has been getting quite a bit of hype out of Green Bay. Granted, he's got some guys in front of him, but word on the street, he could take over that number two role pretty quickly over Jamal Williams. Traquan, probably going to be the same Traquan he was last season. Uh, so, yeah, if it was me, Traquan would be number five. I'm on board with Froggy. LaShawn McCoy sucked last year, cut his ass in with Jake Jones in Buffalo. Diarrhea Crockett is easy for me to cut. I also will cut Deshaun Hamilton because he's got Joe Flacco attempting to throw the ball to him, and then I would choose Dexter Williams. There's just too many people on that team in front of him, regardless of how good he looks in preseason. He's the number three running back. All right, not too many changes for me, guys. Um, For one, I'm going to keep LaShawn McCoy on this team if it were me choosing, just because, like Bullfrog said, he is the starting running back on that team right now. Nobody expects that to last forever. Um, Devin Singletary's my guy, but he's a starting running back right now. Cut him later after he's done playing, but take what you can out of him before that happens. I agree about Crockett. 
Um, I'm with Wiz. Dexter Williams has got to go. You say he can take the number two spot from Jamal Williams. Well, Jamal Williams is not the number two. They are two starting running backs that split 50-50 time. Uh, there's no room for this Dexter Williams kid in my mind. Zay Jones, I think is hurt, right? He's not even playing. Easy cut. He broke his leg. What did he do? He did something to himself last week. Um, I'm also on board with cutting Traquan Smith. Just hasn't done anything. I mean, there was a lot of hype towards the last, last half of the season, but just look at his game logs. He's getting three targets, two catches, 19 yards a game. And as we said before the show started, like when is the last time outside of Brandon Cooks, a deep ball guy, that a number two wide receiver for Drew Brees was worth the shit? Lance Moore. Lance Moore, yes. That's the guy I was <laughs> fucking scrambling to grab in the early rounds Did of my draft. Did he go to the Bears? He went to the Lions, I thought. Yeah, I think he went to the Lions or the Lions, yeah. So I'm cutting Traquan Smith as well. He's just There's just no value in that position, even on this really good team. And my last cut is actually going to be um, Darwin Darwin Thompson, uh, that's that rookie in Kansas City. We know what Andy Reid likes to do with his running backs. He doesn't really like to share the load. And for the little bit of time that Damian Williams was out... Uh, Carlos Hyde got a ton of work, and a lot of people really liked what Hyde was doing. So I don't see Darwin Thompson getting on the field. But hey, that that's our opinions. You know, there's some guys that are locked in there, a couple that you can pick from. But uh, yeah, our concern overall is that your roster just needs work. I don't know what your league setup is like, but <laughs> you need to do some work there, Rock. To this get is what we tell you. Back to the top. We read no number one, and that's a big problem here. So my, I wonder this, D-Rock, if you're listening, answer this question for us. I remember at the end of the season, you said that that you won three of your leagues or something. I know you gave us credit. I really appreciate you giving us some credit for helping you win. Was this one of those fucking teams? Uh, I'm not sure how that could please, be. Please tell me. Boy, tell that us. was terrible. I want to know a little bit more about this this league. Is it a 16-teamer? Like, Tell me a little bit about the structure because we're real curious. I mean... You can see, yeah, what six of these pieces did via trade. Yeah, he's only, making moves. Uh, only five, six of them he drafted. He's making moves. All right, let's go on. We've got one more. This one came to us um, from email. He calls himself anonymous dipshit, whatever that means. Uh, and he he needs to keep two. It's a half point PPR league as well. There is a, a round penalty for keeping these guys. Here are the options he's apparently considering: Evan Ingram in the sixth round, Robbie Anderson for a seventh, Sony Michelle for a seventh. Cooper Cup for an 8th, Edelman for a ninth, O.J. Howard for a 12th, or Will Fuller for a 14th. So these are all bottom half. Maybe this is a can't keep somebody before the top five rounds. I don't know what the, what the specifics are. Um, but talk through this with me, guys. Who are the two that you like here? Edelman for a ninth sounds great to me. When In a half on, PPR. Yeah, when he was on the field last year, he I'm pretty sure he was pushing wide receiver one numbers. You see where he's going right now. Who else? Besides, I mean, is going to get the ball in that offense if he's Josh healthy? Gordon. Yeah. Okay. For the three games before he. <laughs> the person I would add to that would be Sony Michelle. I mean, Sony Michelle, if healthy, which I assume he will be at some point here, um, he's young still. It's only second year. I, I would also keep him. So neither of you mentioned Cooper Cup, who stood out to me immediately as that, the guy that, that would have been my that, second. I that would, I would keep staying away from Sony. I'm a little concerned about. Sony, right? Like, there is a knee thing. They say, right now, he's getting all the work. He's getting all the work, right, in, in camp there. Um, what's that rookie's name? I can't even remember. Cause he's Harris. 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 Yeah. He's not playing. He's not playing well, so they're not giving him any work. 
Sony's going out there and catching passes coming out of the backfield. I don't know if that's going to be a game plan thing midseason, but he's looking great, but there's always this crazy concern about his arthritic knee as well, right? I'm Generally, not sure to keep him after this. I'm not sure he's in the fifth round, but I think only thing about Cooper Cup, history tells us these guys typically receivers take a while to come back off of that ACL. from an ACL injury. So to you, it's Sony and Edelman. I think I think for me, it's probably Cup and Edelman there. Um, Bullfrog, what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, Edelman is my number one there. When I first looked at it, it was Cup and Edelman. Uh, but maybe I could shift it. I could see where Edelman and Howard. I was going to say, is there any love Howard for as Howard as a 12th round? Just mean, get it out of the way. Is, yeah. is he going to be on the field? I mean, a lot of people have him ranked as a top five tight end this year, or at least top ten. You know, and if you get a, basically a free... A free spot with that guy as a locked in your starting tight end, you know. And also, you don't have the risk that Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick is going to be throwing him the ball anymore, who never throws to his tight ends. Right. Winston loves, loves tight ends. his tight ends, and OJ Howard is a monster. So if he's healthy, yeah, that's a great. I mean, if he's not going to fall to you in an actual in a redraft. I mean, because you look so, at it, you got to Ingram in the six, and how those guys are. Could be pretty damn similar Literally, to each other. Yeah, they this could be year, several you know, points away. And you're saving a whole lot of draft capital. I'm going to say avoid the tight ends. I mean, it's interesting, Howard, but I'm going to say avoid the tight ends. And really, for me, dipshit, it comes down to your stance on Sony Michelle. Like, do you trust him? Do you trust that knee? If not, Cup and Edelman are great. If if yeah, yeah, go ahead and take him. And either Cup or Edelman, I think, are both great values at 8 9. Are right, we good there? Yep. All right, let's get in to our tight end rankings. Today we rank motherfuckers. So there's our our new rankings drop. You heard it last week for the first time if you listened to the show. I think that might have been Bullfrog's first first hearing of the final draft of that. It was. Did you you did you care for it? I liked it. It's good stuff. Our sound engineer is really quite good. All right, so what we're going to do with our tight ends here, we did rank our top 16. We're not going to hit all 16 because nobody fucking cares. We're going to hit you with our top six consensus ranked tight ends, and then each, at least of the three of us, Doc, if you want to, you can, we're going to pick one guy that's somewhere further down on the list that we kind of like uh, that has some value for us and uh, throw a little bit of love his way. So we'll start right at the top here. No surprise. Our number one consensus guy is Travis Kelsey. He's one across our board. There's not a lot to say, is there? Kelsey's fucking Kelsey. Number two. Okay, number two. <laughs> Our consensus is Zach Ertz. Now, he did not get twos across the board. Bullfrog is the only one that flip-flopped Ertz and Kittle here. You've got Kittle as your two, uh, Ertz as your three. So what is it about Kittle that makes you like him more than Ertz, or about Ertz that makes you like him less? Yeah, Ertz... Ertz coming off his career year, I think, uh, and Kittle's only going to get better. Yeah, he came off career, uh, too, just to clarify. No. Kittle? In yards, maybe, but he's got plenty of room to grow in touchdowns. Still his best I think year. he's got a lot well, of yeah. room, well, to Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> to Ertz, but I'm, I meant to, yes. like, Ertz meant, like, he hit his ceiling. His absolute ceiling was last year. But you don't he think... He will never reach that again. You don't think Kittle hit his ceiling? No. Fantasy point wise, a kiddo could probably score more because he's going to score more touchdowns. But you think similar. he's going to maintain record-setting yards? yards. No. no, he's going to lose yards. Yeah, but he's going to score more touchdowns. So what's Ertz going to re- regress on? I guess is my question. I guess receptions. Yep. Yeah. Yes. 
Okay, so maybe he maybe also, gets one or two touchdowns. I mean, I'm going to say he's going to get less touchdowns, too. Dallas Goddard is there, yes, right? Exactly. He's going to poach a couple touchdowns. Not to mention, if Alshon's healthy, Deshaun Jackson is there. Alshon's never... Okay, Alshon's in, like, saying. year eight. He's never going to be more healthy. I mean, I can give you my, my... Let me give you my stats here, just so you're all clear. I just think there's a I bigger gap between out. Kelsey and Ertz than maybe so again, was last year. So, again, the point differential is literally four points. So I've got Kittle with a line of 112 targets, 73 catches for 1,022 yards, and seven touchdowns. That's 180 points and a half point of EPR. You say 72 catches? 73. 1,022 yards. 1,022. Okay. Seven touchdowns. Ertz, 125 targets, so more targets. 84 catches, more catches. 924 yards, seven touchdowns. So really, it's the yard. It's 100 yards difference. That's 10 points. And the catch difference was only 11 so you can see where the differential of points was only about four there. Yeah, so so look, here's here's my stance, right? Kittle, and I've said it before, as Kittle's my big fucking bust call on the year. Kittle did what he did when there was literally nobody there, and Nick Mullins, who, who when he looks down the field, he's scared out of his fucking mind and throws it to the biggest red jersey he can find. That's George Kittle, who's getting 14 targets in a fucking game, right? So I've got him at 111 targets, whereas Zach Ertz... You know, Zach Ertz is a legitimate fucking stud on that team and a legitimate piece. 135 targets for him this year. He'll regress across the board, and I gave Kittle more touchdowns with five, but it's not close. Maybe yours. Let's go <laughs> Let's go down to number three here. That is George Kittle, right? We've got him uh, right there, me and, me and the Wiz. Let me ask you this, Wiz. Do you think there's a bigger gap between Ertz and Kittle? Or Kittle and your number four tight end. Where where Kittle does Kittle and number fall? four is a bigger gap? So you think he's right up there, and that number three is clear, far and away ahead. I think that the top three, yes, are okay. are clear, not not even close after that. Fair. All right, let's go on to number four then. I think everybody will tell you that those are the top three tight ends this year. That's not a big surprise. Evan Ingram is my number four, um, and I've recently bumped Evan Ingram up just a little bit, just because of what happened to that wide receiver core. Golden Tate lost his appeal, so he will be serving four games suspension. We know what happened with Shepard's thumb. Um, I think Evan Ingram is going to have himself quite a nice year. After a record-breaking rookie year, he came out last year a little bit flat, but a little bit flat for a second-year tight end um, in Evan Ingram was better than most second-year tight ends ever, right? Like, it takes a little while to get going as a tight end. I think this year's a great year for Ingram. I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes ahead of Kittle. I've got him at 199, so four points behind Kittle right now, uh, just because... I know that offense is going to suck, but it's it's Barkley and it's Ingram, and that is legitimately it. This is why I would disagree with you on that statement, that, th- that he's going to be close enough to even touch Kittle. The offensive amount of production or points aren't going to be the same for the New York Giants as they are for the San Francisco 49ers. It's just not. So like Ingram might put a, might be good for a tight end, but not enough to catch Kittle. See, for me, it's this. You, I don't disagree. I think San Francisco scores a lot more than New York, but... There's more peace. There's more people that will be scoring sure. touchdowns in San Francisco by a significant margin relative to New York. So I gave I gave him seven touchdowns to Kittle's five touchdowns, and and that puts him really close, even though he doesn't have the same targets or catches. Or you yards. want to know what worries me about Kittle more than anything? Yes, is that Jimmy Garoppolo just might not be very good at football. Well, that's a silly statement. We'll see. Well, I mean, we have already a little bit, but that's fine. You're, you're allowed the to fuck think throw six interceptions five, in a row in practice. Five, dumbass. Five. Nobody's, I mean, kind of nobody cares about that? fucking practice. You know you know who did that last year? Josh Rosen. 
And we see how he turned out, right? <laughs> he may or may not be the starting quarterback I mean, for the Dodgers. I mean, Miami Dodgers. Much better quarterback. How about that Daniel Jones, though? <clears throat> He's not going to start. Looks great in preseason. Our number five consensus tight end at this point is Vance McDonald up there in Pittsburgh. Jesse James leaves town. Vance McDonald, who got some work last year as the, the what, 400-pound tight He looks like he's, he's 400 He's baby pounds. Gronk. He's so goddamn big. Um, I actually have him ranked at seven. Wiz, you're right here at five. Bullfrog at four. Uh, interestingly, the two of you have been telling me that you're concerned about Pittsburgh's offense. I'm the one all in on Pittsburgh's offense, but I've got him lowest. So um, why does he get such a bigger bump? Is it the A-B thing? Yeah, their offense is going to regress here, but A.B.'s gone, and Juju... 160 targets or something, Juju Smith-Schuster's good, but I think around. McDonald's a good guy to go over the middle. He's going to get, like, similar to what you talked about with George Kittle. He's a big guy that's going to get able to get open and, and take a beating. Yeah, I just think he's going to get some of that target share. He had target share last year with A.B. on the field. Was right. it Vance McDonald that uh, that just fed Chris Conti his lunch, that yes. stiff arm oh, last yeah. year. And knocked Conti out of the Christ. NFL, that play. That stiff arm, it, it was insane. The, the guy's big, he's fast for a big dude, and he knows how to use use that body. Baby yeah. Grok. I like him I like him to score touchdowns. I think he takes I think he takes a good portion of the uh, voided touchdown work. Um, I've got him at seven, but it's really just a matter of picking and choosing between a couple of points here and there in this tier of tight ends. All right, so past Baby Gronk, we're going to go on to number six. We mentioned him earlier in the show. That is O.J. Howard. I have O.J. Howard right here at six. You guys are close at seven and eight. Um, you know, is there any concern for Cameron Brait anymore on this team, really? I know they gave him an extension last year, but he didn't do a whole lot. The doc said it a minute ago. Fitzpatrick's gone. We don't have to worry about that. Jameis loves the tight end. Bruce Arians may not love the tight end, but once they're on the field... I mean, Howard's going to put up great season-long numbers. I think on a week-to-week basis, you're going to have a couple weeks where, yeah, you're going to get burnt because Brate's the guy scoring one or two touchdowns instead of Howard, who's in your fucking lineup. That's going to happen. But here's, here's, by the end of the season, Howard's going to have some pretty good Here's a question. Are you guys numbers. more concerned with, with Goddard poaching things from Ertz or Brate poaching from Howard? I'm not concerned about either of them. I think Goddard will finish better than Brait does on the season, but I'm not concerned about either of them. I think those guys are probably going to Min- minimal fun. impact for you. Yeah, yeah, minimal impact for sure. I'd probably, I'd probably agree with that. And to Bullfrog's point, like all of these tight ends at this point, once you get past that top three, maybe four for me because I think Ingram's going to have the workload. All of them will have some good weeks and some bad weeks, right? We're we're basically in streaming territory already. I mean, these guys you're probably going to draft and stick in your lineup and leave them there, and then you're just going to suffer those weeks. Um, but we're not far from legit streaming territory. I think you get a streaming territory after five. To me, yeah. with Howard at six, it just it starts. Okay. Um, so we'll stop at six, I guess. From here on, from seven on our consensus down to 16, we'll each just pick one of these tight ends that we kind of like, maybe more than the others, or we're just kind of interested in. Give you a little bit of take as to why we like them. Do you guys are you guys ready, or would you like me to go first? Because I'm fucking go, ready. Go for it, buddy. The guy I'm going to talk about is our 11 consensus tight end. That's Mark Andrews. He's sort of all the fantasy experts like uh, butt buddy right now. But I'm I'm right there with him. I like what this kid's doing. Last year, you know, Mark Andrews was the second tight end drafted on his team. You may or may not remember my Hayden Hurst love last season because of the tight end spot on. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, but Mark Andrews was drafted after 
Hurst was, and uh, he had a better season. Look, Mark Andrews only started three games last year for this team. He had 34 catches, which isn't a ton, 550 yards, three touchdowns, a couple of points. Look, George Kittle had a great yards per catch, right? Like, you look at his yards per catch last year, and that's why you've got him going 1,000 yards on only 70 catches. Uh, fact is, Mark Andrews had the second most yards per catch of all tight ends in the league last year, second only to O.J. Howard, actually. Um, the ball, he, he's getting the ball thrown to him deep downfield, 170 yards of yards after the catch on only 30 catches. Pretty good. Three touchdowns on only 30 catches. Pretty fucking good. Coming into camp this year, out of camp into preseason, Mark Andrews is the starting tight end on this team, finally. He's going to have his role. His role is, is set for him. It's a team where Lamar Jackson, let's be honest, he can throw the ball downfield five yards, maybe, and hit his guy if he's a huge fucking man. <laughs> um, I think Mark Andrews is that huge man. 6'5", 260 pounds, 85th percentile speed score. The kid can move. Um, I just like him. I mean... I like him. I think he's going to do really nicely this year. He's not being drafted till round 13 or something. I'm taking him everywhere mm-hmm. because he's one of these guys where I can take in round 13 and maybe, maybe just leave him in my starting lineup, eat, a, eat two or three really bad weeks, and, and do just fine. I mean, I think he can outscore Hunter Henry, Eric Ebron, Austin Hooper, these guys easily. Yeah. I, li- I like me some Mark Andrews. I mean, the only thing that scares me a little bit is about his touchdown potential. You know, I don't know how much they're going to try to pass when they get in close. He had but. the second most receiving touchdowns on the team last year right. and started with, three with games. Three, oh, that says a lot about that touch, team last three year. Three touchdowns. It does. That yes. says a lot. Yeah, it does. It's, it's the value for him. But, I mean, how many how many touchdowns do you have Lamar Jackson throwing on the season? Nah, eight. I, I think I I think I gave him 18, right. 17. So can you see him getting seven or eight of them? Or I, I can see him getting five or six. And for a tight end yeah. that you're taking in round 13, if he can go 800 yards, 850 yards, mm. six touchdowns, that's well, yeah. great. And that's going to put him in the top six at it the would, end of yeah. the season. Yeah, I'm all right with Andrews. Boys, you got somebody? I would, if I have to talk about pick one here, I would choose Jared Cook down in New Orleans. Sure. Uh, I like I like New Orleans a lot still. Um, Breeze is there. I realized what Michael Thomas was going to draw. Um, Jared Cook had a good year. He was a top five tight end, I believe, in Oakland last year. Um, at 101 targets, 68 receptions. I just don't... Is he going to repeat that exact same number? No. Oakland had nothing but garbage there. But he, he's still going to get 60 separate receptions and probably six touchdowns. Um and I buy into those high-scoring offenses. That's why I would not buy into Mark Andrews at that same rate. I'm going with uh, Chris Herndon, my boy. <laughs> what the fuck you laughing at? <laughs> Again, he, he's suspended for four games, guys, but once he returns, he will be a top-10 tight end week in and week out. So he's a guy you can pick up as a free agent or draft real late as your uh, tight end number two, and you will have a starting tight end. You, you would tell listeners to draft him. If you draft two tight ends, you can pick him up at the end of the draft or pick him up as a free agent. That's how much I think he's going to be a productive piece of that offense, yes. Yeah, it's a fugly ranking on that one. Thank you. Think outside the box sometimes. God, when it comes to tight ends, look, if you're not going to take one of those guys at the top, maybe think outside the box. Let's get into the fun stuff. Because fake football isn't fake enough. Now the boys will do a fake draft. 
Okay, so a little information about our mock draft here before we get going. So this is going to be a half-point PPR because that's what we do. Uh, we're going 12 teams on this. I'll be picking at the 1.2. Wiz is going to go next. He's And I'm going, so you know, I'm going uh, best player available. That's going to be my strategy. We'll see how that goes. Seems to be what we all like the best. We'll see if that works out. Wiz, you're picking at the 1.6. You're going running back heavy. So in the first few rounds, you're going to try to try to load up. Um, pretty good position there. You'll be outside of that top chunk of running back, so we'll see what kind of decisions you want to make. Doc, you're going at the 1.9. You are just uh, absolute. You jerk off to Mahomes daily, so you're going to be trying to get that stack uh, because people are taking Mahomes and Kelsey early. We want to see what that team looks like. Bullfrog, you're going at the 111, and you're flipping the Wiz's script and going wide receiver heavy, avoiding backs in the first few rounds. So we'll see how these teams look. We'll share them with you guys on Twitter afterward, let you see what those teams end up as. This is not really a competition between us. It's an opportunity for you to see, hey, if you try these strategies, here's something. Here's what you might end up looking like. Let's kick this thing off, guys. Fucking mock draft time. Obviously, right out of the gates at the number one. Oh, my God. Alvin Kamara goes mm. first Barclay's going to fall to me. That means Dwee's Nuts at the two gets to take him some Saquon Barkley. First time I've had him in a mock draft. Ooh, Obviously, CMC, Zeke, him. and David Johnson go next, leaving oh. Wiz at the 1.6. Wow. I sure as fuck would not draft Le'Veon Bell here because I think he's going to be a bust. Gurley, baby. I am tempted right now miles an hour to go there. to Gurley, Chubby, Ooh, Chubb, that's a he's Joe some height, baby. Cook. Do I reach on those guys? Joe Mixon, or Doc would say. Um, <laughs> I will, I'll take Gurley. I think he's not going to be nearly as good as he was before, but I still think a poor man's Gurley. I'm sure he'll set up some of these games, um, probably two or three in order to rest him, but I still think when he does play, he will produce. So j just to pause for a second, this is part of the reason why we say t take best available. Don't marry yourself to a strategy because – at the 1.6, you might be thinking to yourself, I can get a stud running back. But the fact is, Todd Gurley is not at the level of like a DeAndre Hopkins, Julio you Jones. Wiz, you would take a wide receiver all day there if you could. Right? Yeah, I had this discussion with Doctor earlier today. I definitely would have gone Hopkins earlier. But, but we... If if, if that was if I was taking best yeah. player available, but we're but we're marrying ourselves to these strategies for the sake of the draft and for the sake of the listeners to see what it looks like on their team. So so there you go. Um, next up goes Hopkins, then Le'Veon Bell. Doc, you're up. Well, what are you gonna do here? So we're talking about we're married to our strategy, and I'm not super. I'm married to the stack, and I'm not sure he's gonna make it back to me. So I'm taking Travis Kelsey. Kelsey off the board at one. Nine, you idiot. Uh, Devontae <laughs> Adams goes next. So that's only two wide receivers off the board. Tail end of the first, you pretty much have your pick of the litter in a wide receiver heavy draft. Pause here. All right, Bullfrog, so you got pretty much your pick of those stud receivers. What are you going to do? Yeah. Man, I guess I got to go Julio. It's a coin toss for you me. You're Julio or Thomas? Michael Thomas and Julio, but I think I have Julio ranked. Just All like, that love you have, oh, and not you with the Beckham love. It's Wiz with the Beckham love. So I'm taking Julio at the 111. Michael Thomas goes right after me, followed by James Conner. You're back up. So the Bullfrog is back, and I'm going to break up that. Ooh, baby. According to my rankings, I had Tyreek Hill in the number two hole, so it looks like I will be drafting Mr. Tyreek Hill going Back-to-back -back wide receivers. So there goes Julio Jones, Tyreek Hill. Not too bad. Ooh, Nick Chubb's off the board. That 110 team. He's got the top two squad. All right. Well, 
we're getting the stack. So, uh, against better judgment, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes at the two. Kelsey you, and Mahomes. Now you can do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Right See, after. Now this really fucks me up because right after, right after he picks Mahomes, go two running backs. Two that you running wanted. backs that I wanted. I would have taken either Mixon or Cook here. Yeah. Who I think are fair enough with their good middle round picks there. You know who's there? Your boy. Um, uh, Jacksonville running back. Your boy. Um, I'm not sure I would take him. To that. See, this is not. So I don't really like this uh, very much at all. I have the opportunity to take Damian Williams. Yeah. Carryon Johnson, who is intriguing here. I like Carryon in the middle of the second. Leonard Fournette. Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon or Aaron Jones or I think I would. I'm scared that Melvin Gordon might sit out here, folks. I, I am convinced if there's if it's gonna be him or Elliot, it'll be Gordon. Um, I guess I will reach and give me some Damian Williams. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen goes immediately after that. Followed by Juju. I was really hoping Juju would fall to me as I think Juju is, well, as you guys know, he's tied for my number one. Yeah, this is a good spot for you right here because this is a big tier break, I feel like, after those two. So I'm looking at, I've got Saquon Barkley. I'm in a best available. I see Mike Evans here, Antonio Brown's here, Thielen, Hilton. Look, there's a lot of wide receivers here, and I don't hate any of those. At running back, I could go carry on Johnson. Uh, beneath him is Leonard Fournette, Melvin Gordon. <coughs> Aaron Jones is interesting. Freeman's interesting. But to me, um, right now, there's a bigger break between carry on and the rest of the backs than there is between any of these wide receivers here. And I'm I'm near the turn, so I'm taking carry on. Mike Evans is gone after that. Melvin Gordon, not not really two guys that I was interested in, so I've still got the pick of the litter. Don't have a wide receiver yet. Probably going to try to attack that. You didn't like Mike Evans there. I mean, I like Mike Evans. You have but to like Mike, because otherwise, like, look who your number one is, T.Y., who we just talked about. Yeah, that. I like Mike Evans. I like Mike Evans a lot, but I like on Johnson better than I like Mike Evans this year. Yeah, yeah. me too. I'll give you that. So if me I'm too. looking at wide receivers, yeah. I, do, I, I don't have much love for Antonio Brown and his frostbitten feet. T.Y. Hilton, we yeah. talked about. Amari Cooper... So I'm looking at either Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs. Um, those are the only two guys left on this list that I would really consider as potential number ones. I think it's I, I, I like Diggs better, but I have Thielen ranked higher. I'm going to take Thielen as my one. He's just a little more prototypical run for the position. Right. All right, Hilton's gone right behind me, Antonio Brown. And there goes that Aaron Jones, who I think would have been a good addition to your roster, Wiz. You got Gurley. You got Williams. Yeah, to me, this is kind of easy up? pick for me. I, I, I could take Fournette. I, Fournette, to me, is not a good number three here. Um, I guess it could be in theory. I mean, we talked about before that Fournette could win you a lead, potentially, if the guy comes back and comes anything close to his rookie season. Um, I can choose Marlon Mack, Devonta Freeman. The other guy who I find to be very intriguing here is David Montgomery. Woo! I like David Montgomery here. Third rounder, baby! Um, I like him a lot, but... I've got to stick to my number five running back that I rate number five. Yes, you did. Marlon Mack, baby. Marlon Mack. So the thing I like about your Mack pick there is that, like, that's a guy that you know what you're getting. He's going to have a really nice high floor. He's going to be real consistent. And with Gurley and even Damian Williams there, you have some volatility at the top. So I think that's a really good hedge pick for you. After that goes right behind you, Leonard Fournette, Amari Cooper, 
Doc, you don't have any any running backs, any wide receivers. How are you going to start this off after your KC stack? Well, the uh, the first round after the stack actually I f- works out perfectly because someone I have been targeting a lot at this exact moment has dropped to me, and that's going to be Devonta Freeman. I think he's going to have a monster year this year. You know I love some Devonta Freeman. So I told you guys a minute ago that David Montgomery was going ahead of Josh Jacobs. Not here. Jacobs goes right after Freeman, leaving Montgomery on the board. The Bullfrog's up. What are you going to do? How, who are you going to add to that Julio Hill stack? Ooh, that's a good question. I think I am going to take another wide receiver. The question becomes Stefan Diggs or Julian Edelman or Brandon Cooks even on this spot. According to my rankings, let me check those real quick. I would have to take Stefan Diggs one spot ahead of Julian Edelman, so that's what I'm going to do. Okay, so there goes Ertz, there goes Montgomery. Uh, coming back around to you, are you going to go and take Edelman right after? Do it. I'm taking tight end, baby. George Kittle in round four, oh, coming off the board. I didn't see a fold to him, oh. but I did see a little one. Oh. A little bitty, bitty jerk off for <laughs> Kittle in the fourth. Okay. Julian Edelman does go right after that, so those two guys are, are, are going next to each other, probably rightfully so. Doc, still no wide receiver on this team. Mm-hmm. You got Devonta Freeman. Uh, who are you looking at? Well, I actually consider Travis Kelsey my wide receiver one because that's how okay. he plays. So uh, I'm actually going to go pick one of the uh, Rams wide receivers. I think he's uh, not given the respect he deserves. That would be Sir Robert Woods. I agree with you. Good like pick it. there. Chris Carson goes. Mark Ingram goes after that. So Wiz. Well, those running backs actually that just went are, are pretty high ceiling guys as well that we just talked about before. I like Ingram. You I know like I Carson like Ingram. Carson, the team has come we out. We talked about this all day long. We talked about taking Derrick Henry oh, as, a, as your as your third or fourth <laughs> running back. <laughs> I feel pretty good about it, and I think I could. Um, you can start him in this league. <laughs> I mean, I have no receivers, no tight ends. I have no quarterback here. Um, Fucking doctor stole my quarterback. Um, <laughs> the person who I'm going to take here, I'm going to take another running back because I like it, I want it. Um, I'm going to go down the board here to Tevin Coleman, another Ooh. guy with, a, I think, a lot of volatility but a really high ceiling. Okay. There goes Coleman. Brandon Cooks after that. There's your Derrick Henry, followed by Sony Michelle. So here I am on the board. I've got my two starting backs, Barkley, carry on. I've got Adam Thielen. Um, I'd love to add myself uh, a wide receiver here, mostly because when I look at the running backs available, look, I like to get three backs and two wide receivers in the first five, right? And at the running back, we're looking at Philip Lindsay, James White, Lamar Miller. I'm not in love with any of those guys. Um, however, at the wide receiver side, you know, I'm looking at Chris Godwin. Talk to you about that. I like him. Tyler Lockett. There's some love for Lockett. Cooper Cup's all right there. Even Mike Williams down on this board. I'm going to take one of these guys to pair with Adam Thielen. Um, And I'm going to go with another guy who I think is more consistent or will be more consistent this year than the big game do. That'll give me two consistently uh, nice wide receivers to start. That's Chris Godwin in Tampa Bay. (whistles) Kenny Galladay goes after that. Cooper Cup, who who I would have considered taking a third wide receiver there, but I just mentioned that I like my running backs. I like to have a third running back here. 
Uh, again, Philip Lindsay, James White, Lamar Miller, Kenyon Drake here at the top of the list. None of those guys are guys that I'm really very excited about. I've got Saquon Barkley and Kerryon Johnson, who I don't need to worry about. They are going to start every fucking week for me, so I'm really looking for a flex guy here. I think that awards me a little bit of time. I feel like I can draft me some Miles Sanders and wait a few weeks before I have to worry about him. I can find wide receivers to plug into those flex spots. So give me Miles Sanders, who tail end of the season is going to be a stud for me. Philip Lindsay after that. Aaron Rodgers off the board. O.J. Howard is the fourth tight end in the fifth round. I don't think I've seen him go quite that high. Really? He's the fourth tight end taken, huh? Yeah. So I have four running backs again. I have four. Gurley, Williams, Mack, and Coleman. And I need to start building some um, additional depth on my team here. Um, there's not much left at the receiver position. A.J. Green, who's in a walking boot. Kelvin Ridley. Deshaun Watson, who's very intriguing here. You know I love myself a good quarterback. Mm, Especially you do. Black. Give him, give him, whoa, whoa, um, whoa, that got weird. <laughs> boy, James White, Mike Williams, DJ Moore. I'm going to go here with my boy Mike Williams. We're talking about Keenan Allen being injured um, and Mike Williams being uh, taking over number one pick, or number one spot. I like, I like Williams, but he is your wide receiver one. That's risky, but he could be a fucking stud. <clears throat> Look, Deshaun Watson goes immediately after you. You should have taken him. A.J. Green after that, regardless of that walking boot. Doc, you're on the board. All right. Well, again, I, I feel like someone who I've been targeting a lot has fallen to me in a nice position. Uh, regression is going to be the name of this guy's season, but I still think he's going to put up great numbers because he's the new number one. That'd be Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett. Robert Woods, Tyler. I don't hate your wide receivers there. As a number it's two low. receiver, I think that's a good one. All right, Tyler Boyd goes after Tyler Lockett, the Bullfrog. No running backs there yet. Round five, baby! Time to start going running backs. I need me a starting running back in the NFL, and the list is fucking slim. I see one, so I got to take him. Mm. That's Mr. Lamar Miller in the fifth round. As can, can we pause about that for a second? Do we like that in the fifth round? He's your running At back. pick one. Five, eleven. The thing Lamar Miller doesn't do is score touchdowns. But I had him, I'm ranked highest out of all of you. Yeah. I would take Lamar in the fifth. I mean, I'm, you clearly don't feel comfortable as your number one running back. Well, no, but... That way but he's going to get touches. In, in this, he, he, he's going to get the ball. He's going to get the ball. Like I said, I needed a starting running back that was going to yes, have I mean, a I would reliable tell you, this opportunity. Is a, this isn't that bad a pick. Right, no. He's, he's, not, he's not a sexy pick, but... Not a sexy pick, yes. He, you kind of know he is the highest, like, decent floor. The ceiling is two feet tall. I like it. Thanks, buddy. Okay, so uh, that's your first overall running back. You're back on the clock again after Calvin Ridley and DJ Moore go off back to back. Yeah, sixth round. I need an I need RB two here. Ooh, it's a little different story here, ladies and gentlemen. Kenyon Drake is there flashing. You're looking at guys like James White, Kenyon Drake, Tariq Cohen, Austin Eckler, Darius Geis, Rashad Penny, Latavius Murray, yada, yada, yada. You know, about about a week or two ago, it would have been uh, Kenyon Drake, but uh, today it's going to be Tariq Cohen. There you go. Tariq Cohen? So Tariq you took Tariq Cohen? 
I, I don't hate it paired with Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller gets the ball a lot. Steady, slow, steady. No touchdowns. I don't like that have some big games. Half point PPR. David Montgomery is going to be taking the ball from him. I don't need carries. We got eight catches. We got a taking the ball from him that too. Fourth quarterback off the board. That is Baker Mayfield. And I will not lie, I wanted Baker to fall. I bet you did. Yeah, you did. Well, I find myself in a similar position to Bullfrog. I was looking at Cohen or, or possibly Drake, maybe James White, because, you know, the running back situation is not going to get better than what it is right now. And uh, <laughs> I feel like I might be able to get some other wide receivers that I could start later. But as much as I like James White, I, I'm just wary of New England as a whole. Uh, trying to cut the uh, homer bias, but I do love myself some Kenyon Drake. Oh. So, Walking oh. boot. There you go. Behind you. Tight ends. A little tight end run with Hunter Henry and Evan Ingram going there, leaving the whiz. Hunter Henry's a little bit too early there. I'm not, I don't like that very much. Right. I am up next, and I am going to... I have no tight end, no quarterback, and I have Mike Williams as my lone wide receiver here. Um... I could take Andrew Luck here, who's doubtful, but I kind of like him in a walkie boot and all. Mm-hmm. Elshon Jeffrey is number two slash number one. I can I don't feel comfortable taking Jarvis Landry here either. Um, Kirk, anyone feel comfortable with Kirk, Christian Kirk? Not a lot of luck. As your number uh, two there? Not some other people. Not with some other people on the board. I am going to go with. Ugh, this is fugly. I will go. I'm going to reach, but I told you guys I like him a lot. I'm going to buy into him here. Got I like to. my Chicago Bears. Got to, buddy. Take you, guy. Hey, Rob. Allen Robinson. Mitch okay. has been talking him up. Damn right he is. Unstoppable. All right, James White goes behind you, Jarvis Landy. Oh. Alshon Jeffrey goes there. Um, so, look, I've got three running backs. I've got two wide receivers. I'm probably going to go ahead and take myself another receiver because you guys have mentioned the running back situation is a little rough, and I'm still... Selecting starters for my roster there are two flex positions in this league. So, yeah, I've been taking Kirk here and there, but I'm going to pivot here. I'm not going to go Kirk. Um, the other guy I take at this spot more often than not is Dante Pettis, but I'm not going to do that either. I'm going to buy in to the news coming out of camp on this team that says, look, this is a guy that has been a bit player in the past and been successful at it. But with the new regime in town, he's being used all over the field in lots of different spots. I expect his usage to come up, and he is he's a very talented player. And that's Robbie Anderson, wide receiver, New York Jets, baby. Austin Eckler goes. Andrew Luck, there's your quarterback. Off the board there, uh, I'm up again. So now I've got my starters all locked up. I can legitimately look, look at who's, who's available, who's best, take whoever the fuck I want, take... Shots on my guys. Oh, fuck. Looking at this board here, I don't see anybody that really jumps out to me. Um, I will say, let's just hedge that Robbie Anderson bet and take Dante Pettis. That's who I wanted anyway on the last pick. So we'll go there. Rashad Penny behind that. Christian Kirk. Matt Ryan goes. The big whiz is up. He just keeps missing on these quarterbacks. What are you going to do? I liked your Dante Pettis pick a lot. That's probably who I would take him to. He would have fallen to me. He did not. Uh, I could take Darius Geis here. I just don't like Darius Geis enough. Jared Cook, Latavius Murray, Will Fuller, Drew Brees, Eric Ebron. I could reach here for a tight end. I could go for a quarterback. Kareem Hunt, starting week seven, anyone? Ooh. You mean week ten, right? Week ten. Ten? He's out eight weeks. He's out eight weeks, yeah. Plus the bye. Plus the bye. The receivers are pretty poor. Um... 
Yeah, this is bad. I guess I will go with a tight end that I like a lot here, and I will go with Vance McDowell. Ooh, okay. So, Doc, you've got two receivers. you got two running backs. you got your quarterback and your tight end, so you're looking flex here. What are your thoughts? Uh, I'm looking at a guy who's in a new location, and I think high-powered offense. I think I'd be very comfortable flexing this player more weeks than not, and that is going to be Latavius Murray. It's getting slim hey, in that running onion. back. Spot. <laughs> onion. Yeah, you're going to need to take a bite of that onion after that one. Jordan Howard goes there between you and the Bullfrog. Um, hope you weren't. Hope you weren't counting on Howard. He doesn't fuck around when he bites into that onion. Gee, you're going to finish it before the day's done. Oh, oh man. Yeah, I'm going to go with some uh, rookie hype here. Jumping down the board a little bit. Kyler Murray. Way down the board here for another running back. I'm going with the small, statured running back this like season. It. And uh, I'm going to take Devin Singletary. That's my fucking boy. Devin Singletary will be starting soon. And, and I'm up like again. Kareem Hunt goes. Drew Brees goes. Drew Brees, guys, has been going way earlier in drafts than I think he needs to be. Like, you think this is early or no? For Drew Brees, who's just going to keep falling off? Yes. Is he better than Tom Brady still? Yes. Okay, well, I don't, I don't think this is that bad. He's what, the, the, the seventh quarterback you're taking? Yeah. Oh, you know, that, that's, that should have been my draft strategies, preseason hype train. I would have been great at that. Oh, strategy. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going I'm to keep that going on this pick. I'm going to dig in another wide receiver. So uh, I've got three running backs in a row. Feeling okay right now. i got a couple guys I'll target later on. But I want to get one more wide receiver, so then I can really take a break at wide receiver for a while. And that's going to be uh, the hype, the preseason hype king, Curtis Samuel. Ooh, you hate some fucking Curtis Samuel. But hey, I like it. I think he's going to outperform DJ Moore. Ballsy call. But as, do, Freeman, as do a lot of Twitter folk nowadays. Yeah. Royce Freeman goes behind, well, he's quote unquote yeah. unguardable. I see that. Okay. Royce Freeman after that. Doc, you're up. I like that Royce Freeman pick. I tell you what, at 8.3, better than some of your guys' running back selections there. Yeah, well, <laughs> what we're, uh, we're going to go here is, uh, I guess you can say there's been some hype around this player. Uh, moving into the slot, supposedly. And I like the quarterback who's throwing in the ball. So Geronimo. that's going to be Geronimo hey. Allison. Geronimo. I Car- like it. Carson Wentz goes next. Marvin Jones after that. If I am back up on the board, I have four running backs, two wide receivers. That's pretty slim at wide receiver position. I do have a tight end in Vance McDowell, but no quarterback yet. Um, I could call Cam Newton here. Uh, that'd be very interesting. Or Kyler Murray. We like Kyler Murray. Oh, you guys had number. You have number three quarterback. I think it was four. Five. Four. Four. Um, I think I'm gonna build on my my wide receiver position here. Uh, you only have two. I only have two. It doesn't seem like enough for me. Uh, D.D. Westbrook, anyone? Jalen Samuels, Corlin Sutherland, D.K. Metcalf. I could go. Anyone feel good on Larry Fitzgerald, old, reliable Larry? I don't hate Larry here. To go with Mike Williams and an Allen Robinson, Larry might be I'm some gonna consistency. Keep, keep it young and go with MVS. I like that pick better. Yeah. Sean McCoy, Jared Cook, Daryl Henderson goes there. I got real nervous during your uh, selection there, Wiz, because I had my eye on this guy in the eighth round. It's kind of where I've been taking him, when I've been taking him. And you said his name. That would be Cam Newton. Never finished outside the top six quarterbacks until last year, playing with the bum shoulder. 
take him after Drew Brees all fucking day as my my starting quarterback. I love it. Good pick. Thank you, sir. Sterling Shepard and his broken thumb go next. Eric Ebron. I'm going to come back here. Um, I'm, I've got three running backs on my roster. I want to take another one. We know Miles Sanders is a rookie, and he's an unknown. So I'm going to pair him up with another rookie and another unknown. Now, if I were... If I were thinking, man, I might go like a Peyton Barber here, somebody who I know is going to be on the field, somebody who I could put out there. I might even go something like Matt Breida here because with Jarek McKinnon out, Matt Breida gets a chance to step back in. But I like what Bullfrog's been talking about. Hype train, hype train, hype train. And look, he took my fucking rookie running back that I love in Devin Singletary. I'm going to take his. A lot of fucking hype coming out about this kid right now. I'm going Justice Hill. What the Holy fuck? Shit. I'm you going Justice Hill. Kyler Woo! Murray right after that. Larry Fitzgerald. Ronald Jones goes before Peyton Barber, the starting running back on that team. But hey, what are you going to do when the bots are picking? Wiz, what are you doing here, buddy? Um, I'm looking no for quarterback, quarterback still. I have my option of Jared Goff. I could take... So. So let me just put this out here. There's only, there's only one other team in this draft that doesn't have a quarterback yet. Are you willing to wait and, and say, hey, look, I don't think people are going to take my guys? Uh, are you just jumping because I'm you're gonna ready? I'm going to jump because I'm ready to take him. And this guy's also not finished outside the top ten. He averages six rushing touchdowns per season. That is Mr. Dak <sighs> Prescott. You say averages. He legitimately scores six every, every year. year. Sammy Watkins. Russell Wilson after that. Coming to the tail end of the night. Doc, how you feeling? Who you going? Uh, it might be a little early to take him, but I'm not sure if he's going to last. Just pull the, pull the trigger there. I know she usually does it for you, but maybe this time you can do it. Uh, She's not here. This is not easy. <laughs> All right, so Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun uh, Jackson. Boo. Hey, I mean, Deshaun Jackson, Philadelphia, might be successful there. David Njoku goes. That guy's leaves. Oof. Two teams without a tight end. I happen to be one of those. I need a running back. Uh, I'm going to take this guy who I think at worst is probably in about a 50-50 split this year if he can stay healthy, and that's going to be Kalen Balazs, another preseason hype. He's going to get the start in the beginning of the season. It's going to be the worst team in the NFL. But it's not a bad pick at 9-11. Dede Westbrook does go Jalen Samuels after that. And now we are doing a bot draft here, so I'm starting to get nervous about backup quarterbacks starting to get picked by all these fucking computer teams because we already saw one of them go off the board, Russell Wilson being a backup, and I don't want to fuck myself and not get a quarterback that I want. So You the are tenth... the only other team that didn't have a quarterback. Exactly. I like it. But in the 10th round, I feel like it's time because otherwise I'm going to get fucked with backups, so... My first guy off the board is going to be who this board has rated higher. I'll pick up my other guy later. So Jameis Winston is going to start as my starting quarterback. Not bad. I like that. And just like I said, Goff goes right after me as a backup. Doc, you've only got three running backs on your roster, and one of them's a backup. You going to do anything to hedge that here? I am. I am. Um, you know, Coleman went earlier, but, you know, a little question about this guy's health, but when he was on the field, he was great last year. That's going to be Matt Breida. He was great. I think this is a really good pick here in the 10th. He yeah, was, I was great. Think, I was thinking about Breida there. 
Carlos Hyde goes. Corey Davis goes. Wiz, you've got all of your starting positions handled, flex included, for this league. Uh, we got four rounds left. Where are you going? How are you going to bolster this squad? Bolster the squad. I like what the doctor did early on by tag-teaming uh, Travis Kelsey with Patrick Mahomes. Um, I like Michael Gallup in here with Dak Prescott. Mm, good stack. I like yes, Gallup. That's good. That's good. Uh, Cortland Sutton goes. Peyton Barber goes after that. Nikhil Harry goes. All right, so there's only one starting spot on my team that I don't have filled yet. That's the tight end spot. Every team in this league has one. I don't think I need to take one just yet. There's nobody that really jumps out at me on that list. Um, So I'm looking running back. I'm looking wide receiver. Justin Jackson is sitting here who's getting a 50-50 split with Eckler if Melvin Gordon doesn't play. That's that's intriguing to me. And a half-point PPR, even somebody like a Naheem Hines this late might be interesting to me. At the wide receiver position, let's see, Dante Moncrief, if he gets that number two role uh, on that team in Pittsburgh, that's valuable. But uh, look, 10th round, end of the 10th round. I'm shooting for the fucking moon here, guys. I'm taking advantage of the fact that we're drafting today, and this guy's draft price hasn't risen just yet. I'm just going to take Josh Gordon to see what happens. In the end of the 11th, 10th round, because if he plays, he's fucking great. All right, James Washington goes there. DK Metcalf goes there. All right, so now I am going to pivot here. Just take my tight end, because I want to get the guy I want to get. I don't have to worry about it over the next couple of rounds, because backups do happen in bot drafts. You know who it is. It's Mark Andrews. He's a guy I've been going late all over the world. Last tight end taken as a starter in this league, and I like it. Yeah, so I'm starting roster at this point. I have a quarterback. I've got four running backs. I'm not sure I need a running back here, but I think if the right person... Um, I could reach for seven. I don't really want to. I could go through another wide receiver. I'm taking four straight ones. I don't think I feel I need to. It's not four straight ones, but close. Tight end. It's getting kind of fugly in that. Um, I want this quarterback. I think this team's going to be fabulous. I'm going to go with Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy G. Going back up QB. Philip Rivers goes after that. Adrian Peterson off the board. And the doctor says... Well, because of the early stack and some weaknesses in other parts of my roster, I'm looking for, you know, people like like I picked uh, Sean Jackson, Matt Breeder, people that can, you know, I feel like have a lot of upside on a week-to-week basis. I'm going to continue that trend. And I'm going to go to the Windy City and pick up Anthony Miller. Hey, now. Scrappy kid. Broken shoulder mm-hmm. and all. Kiki Kuti, speaking of broken wide receivers, goes right after that. The Bullfrog on the clock. Doing a little bit of a handcuff here, but also a guy that's potentially startable in a league like this with two flex spots. And that's going to be the Duke Mm. to back up my Lamar Miller right there. Should Lamar Miller get injured, Duke Johnson won't leave the field. Not a terrible choice. Alexander Madison goes there. Lamar Jackson in your backup, baby. But now I'm going to take my backup quarterback, um, which is going to probably turn into a little bit of a streamer situation with this roster. Uh, but also a guy I think that's going to finish in the top ten as quarterbacks, and that's Kirk Cousins going almost undrafted. You love that Kirk Cousins. Devin Funches, anybody, between you and the Doc. All right, so like I said, I'm looking for a high upside. And uh, who knows what's happening with 
uh, Melvin Gordon. So I'm going to take a chance. Yeah, I like it. And if it works out, it could work out. Justin Jackson. I like it. Not too bad. A couple of tight ends go. Hooper, Delaney Walker there. I am on the board. I'm not sure who I'd go with. I guess I'm going to build my work on my tough, tough receivers here. There's some rookies here that I find to be very intriguing. Uh, I, I like Paris Campbell. Not sure I could draft him here. McCole Hardman a little bit? Anyone? Mm, yeah, buddy. Fuck you. Um, Marquise Goodwin's here. I could te- team up him with Jimmy G. I don't like Goodwin. He's still on a roster bubble just for everyone. Right? I mean, he might not make this team. Yeah. So far, this guy's fallen, and I'm going to pair up Jimmy G with a future keeper named Jalen Hurd. Ooh, Jalen Hurd. Ooh, there Keep we go. Later. Ben Roethlisberger. Where's Debo love? No Debo. No Debo love. Golden Tate goes. Tom Brady goes in there after Big Ben. So I've got a couple of picks left here. Um, I, I would like to go ahead and grab another running back. I've only got four of them, which seems nice, but I just want one more. I know this is a half-point PPR league. Uh, I'm going to look at a receiving option because this late in your draft, you're not going to get a running back who has any carry volume. Uh, I'll go with a guy on a team that I think is really good, guy that made a, a spot for himself on this roster last year. He's made a spot for him in the playbook last year, and that's Naheem Hines in Indy. He's going to catch all the passes coming out of the backfield that don't go to Paris Campbell, and I'll take a piece of that. Trey Burton, Darwin Thompson goes after that. My last round pick is the same fucking guy in every mock draft I've done all year. Um, if, you, if you've been following me, you know who that's going to be already. I'm going to take a wide receiver who was the who led his team in targets, catches, yards, yards after the catch. Uh, and I don't think t- quite touchdowns last season before he got hurt. He's not quite back yet, but when he does, I think Albert Wilson could be Great. Tyra Williams, TJ Hawkinson, Jarek McKinnon goes. Two picks for me. I would have taken TJ Hawkinson, but he was obviously stolen right underneath me. Nice one. I could go with a tight end here. I think I'm going to go with Jack Doyle to wrap up my draft. Ooh, Nicole Hardman and Paris Camel. Rookies off the board. Well, fuck, because those were the two people I was looking at, so. What am I going to do now? Yeah, that wide receiver list right there is fucking trash. Scoop yourself a Terry McLaurin and be good with it. Rashad Higgins in Cleveland. Got the three spot locked up. Mm. How about Quincy and Nunwa? Mm. (laughs) Going with a rookie. Going with Terry Terry McLaurin. Because I told you to. Jamison Crowder next. Bullfrog, how are you going to finish this off here? Second to last pick in the entire draft. Who do you like? Oh, round 13. That puts a little hamper on my fucking thought process here. I was going to take Chris Herndon, my big dog. Oh, Jesus Christ. But <laughs> George Kittle has a bye week four. As and does at that Chris moment, Herndon. Chris Herndon will still be under oh, suspension. <laughs> so I got to trash that idea and dig elsewhere. Can you finish I it before we lose gonna any more I'm going to take listeners. a guy mm-hmm. that uh, he's going he's gonna to be. Used in this backfield, they like to run the ball. Jamal and that's Deion Lewis. Oh, Deion Lewis. Ugh. Ugh. Tony Pollard goes last. I can't believe Tony Pollard lasted that long. I forgot about fucking Tony Pollard. Probably the whole season long starting running back in Dallas. So there it is, folks. There's our mock draft for you. I will post it up everywhere, let you take a look. Again, 
these are the types of teams you might end up with if you try one of the strategies we employed. Let me give you guys a quick recap really fast. Um, just so you know who's on our teams. I know this has been a little while. Feel free to reach out to us. Let us know what you think. Who did the best? Which of these draft strategies landed the best team? So, these nuts here was best player available. My team is Cam Newton at the quarterback position. My running backs are Saquon, Carrion Johnson, Miles Sanders, Justice Hill, and Naheem Hines at the receiver spot. Adam Thielen, Chris Godwin, Robbie Anderson, Dante Pettis, Josh Gordon, Albert Wilson, and my tight end is Mark Andrews. Now, the big whiz here went uh, running back heavy to start this draft. He ended with Dak Prescott, Jimmy Garoppolo at his quarterback position, Todd Gurley, Damian Williams, Marlon Mack, Tevin Coleman in that running back heavy roster, Mike Williams, Allen Robinson, MVS, Michael Gallup, and Jalen Hurd, and he finished off with two tight ends, Advance McDonald and Jack Doyle. The doc come up next. His job was simply to take the Kansas City stack, and he did that, so his team looks as follows, Patrick Mahomes sitting at quarterback. His running backs are Devonta Freeman, Kenyon Drake, Latavius Murray, Matt Breida, and Justin Jackson. At the wide receiver position, he's rolling out Robert Woods, Tyler Lockett, Geronimo Ellison, Deshaun Jackson, Anthony Miller, and Terry McLaurin. And obviously, Travis Kelsey is his tight end. Finally, the Bullfrog was going wide receiver heavy to start this draft. Didn't pick a running back till round four, and he ended up with... Jamison, Kirk Cousins at the quarterback, Lamar Miller, Tariq Cohen, Devin Singletary, Caleb Balazs, Duke Johnson, and Deion Lewis at the running back. And his stud receivers are Julio, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, and Curtis Samuel. So reach out, drop us a line, let us know who you think did best here. Which one of these strategies landed the best team uh, overall? If you want your questions answered on our show in the next couple of weeks leading up to the draft, Please email us at yourfootballfantasy at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter. Uh, you can find Wiz on uh, Yelp and ask him if they'll allow the post, but Yelp is pretty stingy. Um, otherwise, look, we got one last thing to do before everybody here fucks themselves off. Bullfrog. Lesson of the day. If you had to pick between sitting next to a man <laughs> eating a raw onion for an hour and a half... <laughs> Or a man sucking down his wife's breast milk for an hour and a half. <laughs> I'm going with the raw onion because Wiz, no. Wiz has just been a big old pussy sipping on that straw for a fucking hour and a half. And this onion is not as bad as I thought I it would be. I didn't use a straw once to clarify. Hey guys, uh, thanks for listening. Fuck off. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Now pull up your pants, subscribe, and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can find more from these limp dick butt pirates at www.yourfootballfantasy.weebly.com. <laughs>